Now the world is a different place if you're starting wedding oh, photography yeah, in 2018 as opposed to 2010. In this case, when you have to be an entrepreneur with zero money and you have to market something, yeah. where do you start? Profitability is not the re revenue, right? Mm. Like what you're getting paid from the client is not the profit. All led to one thing that you need to have money to create a marketing okay. campaign, to create a brand. It feels like this is the one big decision that you've taken in your adult life outside of your marriage. This is the one call you took by yourself. Uh, and you said, I will plant a flag here and I will hope it flies, right? I would love for the guy or the girl who's about to start a business to think of these things and say, am I geared for this? Do I have the requisite people skills? Hi guys, this is something that uh, I'm trying for the first time and uh, it's, it's something very new to me and uh, um, I said let's let's give it a try. Um, so Joshua is in city, is, is come um, to Chennai and uh, we wanted to do something interesting, something very new that we have not done before. So we decided we'll make a video. Um, so thanks Joshua, thanks for doing Glad this. Glad to be here. Yeah. How's Chennai? Chennai is great. It? Yeah. Um, you have lived here, right? I've lived here. I've lived here for a year. Super. See, wedding photography is one of the in things now. Um, there are so many students, so many uh, IT graduates, uh, you know, IT consultants, and um, people working in so many different fields want to get into this. You know, um, want to ride this uh, popular bandwagon now. Um, so, how do you see it? What is the advice uh, you have for somebody who wants to quit? Um, from what they're doing now and then get into or uh, for students who want to get into wedding photography. Hmm. So we were discussing this earlier because uh, this has become the new I want to be a musician or I want to be a rock star kind of thing, right? Uh, or this has become a new I want to be an engineer. I want right? to be an engineer then that we're really in trouble. <laughs> uh, no, I think it's become like a good possible escape from the drudgery of corporate life from being shackled to a desk, from being employed, from working under someone else uh, and you know, to, to owning your own business or everything, right? Uh, so yes, there's a lot of interest in the field and a lot of people want to get in, but uh, with time and with all the time that we have spent, the Joe and I and the Stories team have spent, there are a few things that have become clear to us over time. But before I get to that, what do you think? What would you tell? So see, um, it's a, it's the same journey for me, right? I was in IT. I I was working in IT for six years, and then I quit and got into this. But so many people are not understanding what went behind it, mm -hmm. right? It was not an overnight process. I just got up and then said, okay, I'm I'm taking a wedding photography. It was a process which took years, yeah. right? Even before quitting and taking it full time, I was doing it part time. I I got to know what is involved in it. Um, is this something that I would really love to do day in and day out? Um, can I make money through it? Can yeah. I make a living through it? Is is a is a process, is a journey by itself, which yeah. took years, not just months, or it was not just a sudden decision. And also, a lot of planning went behind this decision, right? Which yeah. helped me make some amazing decisions after I took it, right? Yeah. So I didn't just get up and say, oh, I'm going to quit everything and then start this. Um, so I planned for it. You know, I, I told my family that I, give me this one one year time. I'm going to try it and see if it works out. Yeah. So for that one year, I saved money. Yeah. How, do I, how did I save it? I, I lived a frugal life for two, three years. Mm. You know, saved wherever I can and put all that money for the savings. Like I, I was not ready to do free projects. I was not to, ready to do, you know, uh, projects were very less. 
saying that oh I, I'll get through this and then go to a big, better project. I chose my projects because I had my savings for that one year. Not only that, I, I, I kept my options open. So I told my boss, hey, I'm trying this for one year. If it doesn't work out, I, I want to come back. Yeah. Right. So that was a, like you say, it's like a parachute, yeah. jumping into it with a lot of parachutes. Yeah. Um, so with all this, right, I was able to, you know, make a proper calculated decision, which helped me in setting up the business, which helped me grow in the first few years, which is going to be very stressful. Yeah. Um, so I would say, if you're somebody who's out there thinking of doing this, ask yourself what are the option Bs. Just do not, you know, like not take up campus interviews. Just do not say, hey, IT is boring. Just after doing one year, just for one year, right? Yeah. Keep your options open. Um, so that will be my biggest thing. Keep your options open. Yeah. So what I hear from you is that uh, you are very disciplined about it. Right, in terms of uh, recognizing that yes, this is not just an escape from your current corporate life, but this has to be a viable career option for you. Mm -hmm. That uh, you're not in this for the first year or the second, but you're in this for the 10th and for the 20th year. Uh, when Once you start casting this decision of getting into wedding photography or whatever business, what have you, uh, to get into it, uh, then your, your thought process to change, then you'll be more mm, careful in, in jumping ship, you will look for those parachutes before you open the plane door and just leap, right? Uh, so I think if I were to tell someone who's just about to start out or who's currently in a corporate job and wants to quit right away because this is a bad Monday, I need to like, you know, I can do so much better on my own. I respect that, but then you need to understand that this is a decision for a significant span of time. You're talking mm. of the next 10 years or the next 20 years of yeah. your life. If that's the case, uh, you have to recognize that if today you're sitting at a corporate desk, you're sitting there because you spent 13, 14, 15, 16 years in education gearing up for this one role, mm. whatever that role may be. You have gone through school and college to be the perfect employee because that's what our education system gears us up for. Whereas you're saying, I'll give it all up and I'll become an entrepreneur overnight without having uh, gotten educated for 16 years in that process, right? So I love it when you tell me that, yes, when I realized that I wanted to be a wedding photographer, I started to plan for it two to three years in advance because then you know you start looking at not just the monies that you need to start a business you also start to look at the life skills that you require to survive right to to progress to push through to grow um, which I think is critical and when people ping me on Instagram or Facebook or wherever uh, saying that sir I want to become a wedding photographer what is your advice my biggest advice would be to stop and think and consider that you're giving up what you've trained for to do something you're not trained for. Yes, you can do it, but then you have to recognize this first and say that yes, I do need to get trained, I do need to get educated, not just in the photography part of it, which is the obvious part, but in terms of everything else, because you're giving up all the safety of a corporate structure that pays you a salary every month to come to a place where you have to make money every month. So I want to talk about one thing, uh, because I think you know Amar started in 2010. So Joseph uh, started in 2010, so I joined him in 2012. The story's company is turning six this year. Now the world is a different place if you're starting wedding oh, photography yeah, in 2018 as opposed to 2010, right? Uh, back in the day, while it was still not the wild west, you still had a fair amount of flexibility in terms of uh, how you could get your resources, how much things would cost if you were to put together a group of people and do something and so on. 
but in 2018 everything is super expensive right from the get go talent is expensive as it should be and i think it should get even more expensive people should charge more for their services mm-hmm. uh technology has gotten more expensive which is fair because it does way more than it used to in 2010 right and so has the cost of servicing and the cost of setting up uh, you know buying a domain name is the cheap part of it getting a facebook page is a cheaper part of it the expensive part is to get the talent and the skills and the resources and the tools and to make sure that you deliver on a wedding right when you do this you have to recognize that in 2018 profitability is a big problem especially when you're starting out early and you don't have a portfolio to show you don't have too many weddings to show and since your price is linked to both your quality of work and your experience both of which are suspect in your first year of work your ability to price is going to be very low which means that your profitability is hurt which means that if you are running a second job and you are doing this as a part time thing and someone's paying you a salary it's doable but once you quit that job and this becomes your only source of income then you have to really worry about it yes which is where i love the fact that you said that you took 3 years you saved money because you knew that there was no free payday in that first year right whatever money you were making was actually going out yes. because you were making payments to vendors and that's something that i would really tell anyone who's starting out right now to look into because it's super critical for you to understand the economics of the business before you quit just because you're good at photography or just because everyone loves the work you do and they're all telling you to why are you working why are you coming to work yaar you are so talent you should quit you should definitely go and start something and we look up to you for inspiration mm-hmm. that's all good take the inspiration go back home put it in a box start saving money start working on the economics start looking at profitability from day one yeah and also and also in 2010 it is one of the unique stories right it's true. not unique anymore true. so many people are doing it true um and also the one of the reason behind the success was it was unique yeah the market needed it market needed a unique thing and we gave something unique so it it was successful will that be the same level at, at that same level now is a, is a question yeah. because it's not unique anymore millions yeah. of other people are doing the same thing yeah um so that's amazing so <clears throat> now that somebody has already come in and um, are in a question are in a dilemma whether to create a team like studio a or uh, stories or do they want to go you know um alone um what do you have for that what is the advice so i i mean at pep i get an opportunity to speak to a lot of photographers either people who have just started recently or people who are about to start or even people who spent 5 6 7 years in the business or even longer i met people with 15 20 years of experience and when you ask an average group of people let's say you pick 30 people and ask them what are the skills that you require to last in the wedding photography business or do good things people come back with photography art craft business you need business skills to run what people fail to say and I, i wish they would say and what i have come to realize uh, along with joe is that you need people skills mm. you need people skills to run a team and that's not to say that you just need to be nice to everyone or mean to everyone you really need skills to make that work and we don't seem to recognize that often and i find that the average 22 year old is probably not equipped to handle that unless there are some caveats there right unless you are naturally gregarious yeah. as a personality unless you are already working on team events and all the stuff that happens in college if you are like super into then you know how to deal with people let's say you come from i have a bias i i, I tend to think that people from joint families seem to figure this out better because lots of cousins same age group older people younger people now people are just starting out corporate careers 
without all these all these things and who want to quit and then start a team don't realize that there's a significant burden with regard to the people skill that's involved right and i would advise that you should wait to gain those skills empathy ability to listen the ability to uh, make a fair judgment to sit with people to resolve conflict a whole bunch of other stuff that the successful people i know are doing on a daily basis without realizing it i would love for the guy or the girl who's about to start a business to think of these things and say am i geared for this do i have the requisite people skills now this is not one of those things where you you're either born with it or not you can learn this you can learn this you can nurture this working with a team uh, in your corporate career will help you help you uh dealing with people older than you yeah. may not be comfortable for you so but you so have much of knowledge that you and i and or joseph have got completely from the corporate like completely right? so i used to work with asian paints i worked there for 8 years and one of the biggest takeaways for me is in working with people in dealing with people who are both older than me and younger than me and trying to figure out yeah. how to maintain a fair balance right and those skills are invaluable i could not teach you in a day what those 8 years have taught me I'm not saying that it will take 8 years for everyone maybe I'm a bit slow but at least it will take a few years yes, for you to get to that definitely. point. So to answer your question should I start a team today the day I quit my job would depend on your ability to handle people. And if you can't that's fine right you can start off freelancing you can start off second shooting you don't have to take the burden on of a team right away I think. What yeah so think? see what you're coming from is a business standpoint right like yeah. what I'm coming from as a photographer standpoint as mm-hmm. an artistic standpoint um you have to ask yourself why do you want to do this right? yeah. first i think many a times people are forgetting that why mm. why did they get into this so they went they loved photography they enjoyed doing pictures yeah they they enjoyed they thought that they are doing some unique work and all that and they wanted to give something unique to the industry and they they got into this because they want to do is day in and day out right yeah. but then after they got into it they got stuck into this entire wheel of oh team clients clients asking this clients want this and all that and then they forget why did they come into this field right so the the biggest thing for me is as a photographer you have to ask why what do you want to do are you are you somebody who came into this to do some amazing pictures amazing quality of work you know award winning work and all that then do you want to handle that stress of the team videographers photographers albums and all these other things do you want to come complicate yourself and also what are you getting after complicating this mm. like how much more money are you making mm. see uh, many times you you say this like profitability is not the revenue, revenue right mm. like what you're getting paid from the client is not the profit yeah. what you're making out of it after paying out everybody accounting for the time that you spent on the project and all that is something that you have so for me as a photographer would i rather do two or three projects where i'm just going and shooting candid photographs and coming out or am i going or am i making more money by pulling a team you know like pulling contractors and and taking them to the wedding and and doing it so you have to ask you have to you have to know how much exactly you you're making extra mm. right so as a photographer i would say to improve your quality and all that start start alone start do, uh, doing amazing pictures amazing work create a portfolio then you can slowly build a team and then you will think of all the other things right one of the things that joseph and i have is a is a very good team now so they take care of all the back end things me and joseph are still going as photographers only thinking of this pictures that we want to make so it eases the process right so but for somebody who's beginning are they going to get this is is very tough is is something that you have to ask yourself 
while there is a segment of people who decide that they're very passionate about photography, therefore they will quit their job and then take up wedding photography. I know of a lot of cases where people have shot, let's say, a friend's birthday or somebody's event or a cousin's wedding and they posted pictures and people love them and yeah. one thing led to another and before they knew it they got four weddings and now it feels very attractive oh I got four weddings without looking so if I started looking imagine how many weddings I'd get then you quit your job then you get in then you're surrounded by all the noise from just those things the yes. unplanned gigs that have come to you uh, at which point you're not a team so you're running everything yourself your days are crazy you're your backlogs in terms of your emails you need to respond to, the inquiries that people are sending. If you're lucky and inquiries are coming in, uh, you may not even be able to respond to them. Your older clients might still have delivery spending. You might need to look at the video guys. Maybe someone's not taking their calls. Uh, data is missing. This is happening. You know, all that noise to try and figure out how to run things better, how to gain peace, how to grow. These are very tough questions. And in all this, one of the things that is easy to miss is the idea of profit. Mm. Uh, because in a lot of cases, at least as far as I'm concerned, I went through 16 years of education without ever having been taught the concept of money. Uh, like everybody is, right? right? Like as, as an, because that's where I, I think we're, we're ideally trained to be employees. Because we don't need to question where the money comes from or how much comes in, etc. Yeah. Your payslip tells you everything. And there's the predictability to it, there's growth, there's increments, all that stuff. That is understandable. The minute you have to stop that flow and then figure out how money works and understand the difference between revenue and profit, then it's a different ballgame altogether. But then to even do that in the middle of all this noise is tough. So I get it. If you're out there, you're watching this video and you're currently running a photography studio, company or a team or you quit your job, you're already out there, you're doing the stuff even if you're not quit your job, right? If you're confusing revenue with profit, I understand. I understand. That's because we are not taught to see the difference. Yeah. Once you understand the difference, a lot of these choices cannot be made. You can't Genius. hire six people for a wedding. You can't give 20% discounts because you don't have any money to give you this. You can't throw away albums. You can't throw in freebies. <laughs> Chalo, what do you want? You want to negotiate with me? Take five albums extra. Take a couple shoot. Right, right. I'll, I'll give you a pre-wedding shoot. Because um, in this, in the, so there are two things that we miss in the noise of the typical wedding photography studio or company. One is the concept of money, mm. which is difficult to grasp normally. And it's even more difficult when you're you know, in a noisy environment. The second is the concept of the value of your time. The number of people that I have met, and we also have been subject to it and slowly we have started to come out of it. Uh, the number of people who don't value each hour that they spend on a project is nuts. There's people out there who are telling me that their profit calculations are, you know, I have hired 10 people, so I paid 100 rupees for them. I got 120 rupees from the client, so 20 rupees profit. How much time did you spend on it? I'm the owner now. I don't count my time. I, I have given my life to this. That's not the way it works. That's not the way it works. So when once you start valuing your time, then you question this. Can I do a free couple shoot? Can I throw in a freebie? Can I do this? Can I do that? A lot of these answers are no, you cannot. Uh, so yeah, so I think people need to recognize that there are these bigger concepts that they need to learn. I'm not trying to scare anybody. I don't think this is like a scare video to like frighten you yeah. away from this. The, it's a beautiful world, it's, it's a lovely place where you can set your own schedules, you, can, you get creative satisfaction, you, know, you learn a lot. 
but then you got to go in with your eyes open right you don't go in with your eyes closed assuming that it's all a bed of roses you have to understand that there are big things to be learned mm. right so the whole idea of both this video is uh, people always see you or me or joseph or others right um in social media and then they indirectly we in a way we project this wrong True. sense right True. True. um but what they see in social media is only 5% of what yeah we all do right yeah. this this 95% behind it which is tough which is hard work which is constantly pushing 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 and and doing something new right yeah. so i think i think people should not get scared of they should this they really video, should but, they but should. i hope that this helps them think of things that they didn't realize were important yeah and that's the ongoing rally at back at pep with arjun joana talking the real concern there is that you know how do we educate people of the realities of running a oh, creative yeah. business in a market that is already got lots of players in it yeah. where uniqueness is not because you quit your job mm. nobody cares anymore yes. you tell me you quit your job i'm like okay i know 10 other people who quit their jobs so why should i care about you mm. so these are the things that i wish you would focus on if you're quitting your job today that's pretty much it right yeah true so, uh, so tell me we, like five good things about wedding photography this is a good time to like take a break and talk something positive and stuff yeah going all this so what do you love about what what has it given you in your life see um uh, one thing i i i was sitting in a in a window seat uh, corner cabin in a, in a rainy seattle uh, like just 8 9 years ago sure you know doing my it thing right like what it has given me is it's it's just amazing it's a journey where um, i got access to some amazing people got some amazing friendships um, met some interesting people and uh, travel so many places and of all the things right this this the satisfaction of what i love to do uh, the satisfaction of what i get out of it right like like uh, even the sony video i was mentioning see i i am in the crux of that moment right i am i am in the middle of that some important moment and everybody else is watching behind me that gives a kick and also not only that right like there's so many photographers shooting the same event same things that i'm shooting just around me above me below me but um the kick that you get out of you know doing something that nobody else has done just around you excites me right like that kick is why i do wedding photography and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, also this journey has given me a way to inspire so many people um give back so many things uh, for the photography community and uh, this is something that i love mm-hmm. and that is why i'm doing it excellent what about you i think uh, one of the big things for me uh is that all credit to my parents for putting us through the specific years of college that we did and to the kind of college we went to literally my mom filled out my mba application because she was like it's good college you should go there <laughs> and thanks to god i ended up going there so it felt like a lot of these things were planned by other people for me uh it feels like you know when i talk to a lot of wedding photographers who are entrepreneurs now it feels like this is the one big decision that you've taken in your adult life outside of your marriage this is the one call you took by yourself yeah. uh and you said i will plant a flag here and i will hope it flies right and that the fact that you are able to take that risk take that chance take that decision with your life i think it's a very very unique thing and to have gotten to experience that is a blessing to yeah. honestly to have gotten to experience it positively as well mm. lots of negatives 
blended with the positives but the overarching thing is that it's a positive thing that in your lifetime at this age you're able to experience the joy of taking an adult decision by yourself for mm -hmm. your life and uh, if you're in that phase where you're trying to figure this out and this is for you and if this is, this is the kind of thing that energizes you you should look at it and you should look at it hard right yeah very true um, so um, now let's get into somebody who's got into it who has been doing it out to um, build a brand for their clients like how to get to the next stage or how to build a good brand for their clients mm. what will be your uh, advice for them mm. so we were having a discussion earlier for those who are watching this on camera i'm currently uh, at studio a's office in chennai it's a beautiful space uh, lovely i mean you if you guys i mean if amar is giving tours of this place maybe yeah. <laughs> people <Please>. should come <laughs> over to mailapur and check out the place right so we were sitting here in one of the you know breakout areas and we were just talking and this discussion had come up with regard to building a brand and whether it is uh, about building it in social media real media what media where do you is it about the logo what is it about really and i have a few thoughts about that contrarian views mm -hmm. uh, really because i think a lot of us get sucked into this idea of building a brand building a brand as if we are pepsi or coke as mm -hmm. if the reason i say this is uh, that there's a big difference between pepsi and coke and us what is the difference they have huge amounts of yeah. money uh, and uh, especially if you're starting out today like this year or you started 2 3 4 5 6 years ago also how much money do you have for marketing mm -hmm. so all my mba textbooks and all my 8 years of experience in marketing all led to one thing that you need to have money to create a marketing okay. campaign to create a brand now <coughs> in this case when you have to be an entrepreneur with zero money and you have to market something yeah. where do you start and i think if we start with the same fundamental saying just because pepsi has a good looking logo color scheme oh man i back in the day when we started i had suggestions from our own team saying we should have a color scheme for the company everything should match is that the brand because that's what marketing theory tells you mm. you should have all colors matching you should have like good looking logo uh you should have ad campaign instagram ad campaign facebook ad campaign this campaign that campaign uh what else uh, they tell you the website should look snazzy you should do this you should do that all of that stuff turns out when you don't have money none of this is even possible yeah. forget about whether it's relevant or not it's not possible so what are we talking about that's that's one part the second is if you have to really build a brand and you were to go back to when you were amar ramesh in 2010 did you have a snazzy logo did you have an ad no. campaign did you have like you know marketing theory books uh, positioning stp all that stuff were you doing all that no. or were you doing the one thing that i find successful wedding photographers have done in the first few years of their career and throughout which is to make sure that they built great relationships with clients right. which is to ensure yeah. that the service they give is the brand itself it's not the photographs you make it's part of the story it's the service and the relationship that you build that is your brand yeah. and that's free can you imagine the advantage to all of you who are watching this who want to quit and start or who have just started and you're like where's my budget for building a relationship you have the budget it's 0 rupees yeah. it's in the personality that you bring to the table from when you answer an inquiry to how you do the negotiation to how you um, meet with the client to actually you know uh, Uh, prep them for the wedding day how you handle yourself on the wedding day how professionally and how well you handle yourself yeah. and how much you intend to be a part of their celebration and and not apart from it right and then when you want to close the thing how much care you put into closing it now i come from i come at this discussion not as someone who's had 
uh, run rate of 100 right yeah, they will we all have to understand that yes you have to understand that i'm coming to this discussion with the idea that my run rate is less than perfect but i know for a fact that if it was perfect my brand would be even stronger mm. and the only reason the brand is where it is today is not because of our social media presence or 200000 followers or 500000 followers those things are good we'll talk about social media in a bit but what's even better is if your clients are your ambassadors yes and and so many times we are forgetting that we are in a marketplace in weddings where other people come they have uh, kids who are getting married they have families who want portraits there are so many things so many yeah. business come out of it right yeah. can you become their friends yeah. you know can you dress well can you be punctual can you be disciplined um, many times when you you know say goodbye to the family and couple right they they say you guys did an amazing job yeah. but i'm like you have not seen our pictures correct right the friends come and ask for cards hey guys we were watching you you guys did an amazing job you didn't yeah. disturb us yeah. um you were like almost invisible um there, there's so many things that you can do in that marketplace there is a wedding yeah. right so and uh, like you said those were the things that pushed us to the next level and next level right every six months one client pushed us to the next level yeah. another client came in and then pushed us to the next level so it is the clients and it's how you behave as a person or what are you giving as a personality is is much more valuable than instagram ads and facebook ads and all that and that's even like you said even before the photos come people yeah. know whether they want to work with you or not yeah. and that's your brand building right yeah. until you have money hopefully where you can do other things and and you know, people who are watching this have to understand this starts from the first call that you receive yeah and ends at the last deliverable that you in terms of album or pictures you have given and then sign off this project yeah and not only that beyond that you know like how are you um, remembering them for their anniversaries calling them taking out taking them out for dinners become their friends yeah. you know they become their champions like you said um so since we um, are getting in a little closer to the social media let's talk about social media how do you think what what like how do you think social media is important as a wedding photography business and uh, what are the things that you should do and you should not mm. i think uh, the interesting thing about social media is the word social and media lead us to believe that this is like a media channel right uh, that True. we're using this to promote ourselves or talk about ourselves uh, that can work on your personal profile you want to talk about your achievements or your things that you want to celebrate mm. uh, your big anniversaries the big important moments in your life that's all good as a brand should you be talking about those things on social media is a question because i find that the better way to read social media is to think of it as social proof that is that your instagram account is not there to directly drive business it's there to validate your existence yes. to someone that you meet yes or someone that has heard of you let's say you're my cousin and you tell me i should look at x business for wedding photography i have n- i don't know who x business is i just got a great referral now what do i do the next thing that i do is i go on instagram and I look you up yes. when i look uh, sorry i look up x photography when i look up x photography what i need to see there is proof that this company does great work that this company has been in existence for a while that it is consistent that there is a post from yesterday not from april 2018 right uh that there is a vision here that i am able to understand just from this yes. and that you have experience in shooting in different places or with different cultures etc etc so your instagram feed or your website becomes that social proof that yes other people have interacted with this person mm. 
I'm not taking that risk with that first wedding or whatever it is, right? When you think of it as social proof, a lot of the other noise goes away. They're like, like all of this has to be curated to perfection. It's your, as a photographer from Singapore told me, uh, your Instagram account is your shop front. It's literally your shop front. And if you are running a store and uh, someone walks in, they shouldn't be seeing photos of your breakfast or hashtag wanderlust or pretty sky today. It is raining here. The next wedding photo. Your or something pets. Else. Your pets, your loves, your interests. All that has a different space. Yes. You create a different space for it. But if you want to build a brand online, then you think of social media as social proof. Make sure that it is built to that spec. Is that true? Very true. And uh, see, uh, your um, it's like uh, a ter- there's a term called thumb stopper, right? Mm-hmm. All your uh, your projects, your decision um, of hiring is left to three or four scrolls. Yeah. Like like somebody is coming and saying, "Hey, I have this person is very good, but I want to validate that. I want to go to his Instagram or Facebook and and just scroll through three four times, and it has to be a thumb stopper. Yeah. I it ha- your account should stop my thumb and say, oh. Oh, this is good. Hmm. He has done some things. He has traveled. He has done so many weddings. Yeah. Right. Um, so, is your account like that? Is your account clean? Is your account consistent? Is your account having updates? You know, very frequently. Yeah. Is something that you have to ask. That is a, definitely a thing. And also, um, as a photographer, right, from a photographer's angle, um, I also see so many people using uh, Instagram and Facebook not only as a social media, it uh, as an educational tool, which is a very wrong thing to do right um, one of the best things that happened for us is we we learned photography before the social media came in yeah. so, where we were in Flickr um, where only photographers were the users right it yeah. was a social media for photographers where we were talking about color contrast all the photographical terms yeah. now it's just everybody and you get validation from everyone and you're so happy when you get 10 likes you're like oh I'm done right so you're not going beyond social media um, so if you want to improve your craft as a photographer, you have to go beyond social media. Um, you have to go beyond and see who, who else is out there, whose work is uh, something that you would like to get inspired from. Um, and uh, that I feel is not happening. They are stopping with their Instagram because they got into this habit. So one of the things that I do is personally because I also am addicted to this you know, scrolling habit, I keep my social media very clean. You know, I follow only people that put out amazing work, good stuff, positive information, motivational stuff, right? So even though I'm wasting my time, it's I'm putting all the good yeah. things in my mind. I'm yeah. blacklisting my Instagram and Facebook accounts. Um, so that is working positively for me sure. because I believe what goes in comes out as your work, yeah. right? So put good stuff in so it'll good things will come out. Mm. Right, so um, we spoke about social media. What is, um, um, what do you think? I think we are already uh, going beyond time. Um, what is the one thing you'll say? Um, what What is the one big advice that you give, that you'll give for you know wedding photography businesses or wedding photographers out there? If there's one thing I want to tell uh, wedding photographers, whether you're a freelancer, whether you're a second shooter, whether you are someone in a large team or is running a team or has got some responsibility there is that um, this field is something even if you have a two-year photography degree or a five-year photography degree learning cannot stop it cannot end and you have to constantly keep learning 
and it's a struggle with the challenges of all the other stuff that you need to handle especially if you're taking on the challenge of building a team or if you're a freelancer uh, and is taking on large contracts you're saying i'll do all of it as a freelancer uh, learning takes a back seat uh, and then you supplement it or you supplant it with all the stuff about learning from instagram learning from instagram influencers somebody did a magmod trick somebody did a light painting trick that looks interesting i'll learn that in this you tend to lose out on uh, focusing on learning as a constant mm. that you need to keep polishing your skills that you need to keep adding new things to your vocabulary not just as tips and tricks but in depth like understanding light understanding uh, posing understanding a whole bunch of other stuff that's just the photography art part of it or art of the craft there's a craft aspect to it how many wedding photographers know their cameras in and out do you really understand what each of those terms means in your camera uh people tend to put it down as a geeky or a nerdy thing to do but i would expect a professional to know the tools that they using yeah. i would expect you to know everything about your weapon yeah. right and that's true of people outside the uh, direct photography sphere as well people who are working in sales or in marketing in the photography space or people who are working in client servicing in delivery uh, in editing they need to know the ins and outs and the amount of stuff that you know is like this there's an iceberg under the water yeah. Yeah. of all the stuff you don't know and if you were to focus on that then the thing that bill gates said which i just recently read then it becomes true that is that uh, we tend to overestimate what you can do in the first uh, in the next 2 years and we tend to underestimate how much we can achieve in a 10 years mm-hmm. time and i think it encapsulates a lot of uh, our uh, current state of mind when it comes to whether we are about to start a business or even if you have started it we are 3 4 5 6 years into it right uh, he said that we tend to normally overestimate uh, how much we can achieve in the next 2 years yes. which i think is very true because a lot of us have real high expectations from ourselves i want to rule the world of course you can rule the world and you should want to that's up to you but can you do it in 2 years maybe not the second part of the quote reads that we tend to underestimate how much we can achieve in 10 years yes. which is the compounding effect of time right and you you are literally able to get more and more benefits as you spend more and more time i i love the quote it made me stop and you know stare at it because it tells me that not only should you not expect to see the world come to you in the first 2 years you should also not give up before the 10th year yes. if you are doing the right things in a disciplined manner yes. things will get added over time which is also very useful because when you quit your job or when you want to start this business you will instantly have a longer time frame than 2 years mm-hmm. you won't start thinking profit in 2 years you'll start thinking value in 10 years you'll start thinking uh, i don't know uh, like strong roots in 20 years that you can leave behind etc and those things don't happen if you start focusing on your next year or the next two years and right. also recently I, i i i saw something the 10 years is not actually when you when you think of this right i'll do this in 10 years um it's not actually 10 years it's every day 365 days times 10 right so yeah. every day you have to um do something yeah. right every that accounts to this 10 every day is important so what you're making every what changes you're doing every day adds up to this 10 years of course. and 2 years right it doesn't so happen on the uh, it's not like a college project right true 9 years 364 <laughs> days like oh tomorrow is the 10th year so yeah so that's very important so let's go to this uh, last 
part of our discussion yeah. what do you think how, how do you think this future will be for wedding photography for wedding photography business hmm. we were discussing this uh, the day we saw that uh, google had released night sight in the yeah. pixel phones where uh, what they're essentially doing is uh, they're taking 64 uh, f- uh, 64 frames and they're blending it together to give you that particular you know long exposure long exposure shot handheld without having to use a tripod so when you see that one is there's wonder and there's awe in terms of how they've managed to crack uh, as someone said uh, from the verge one of the uh, uh, writers that i follow today he had tweeted about it he was saying we have to praise not the machine that is doing this but the human team that managed to uh, take their expectations put it into code to explain to the machine that you could do it this way now if they could tell the machine that it needed to do this and they could get this out well it's not too far away when technology can take away a large part of what we do as right. wedding photographers a large part of these are technical challenges right 6 or 8 years ago in 2010 cameras couldn't do what they're doing today yes. with your regard to your just imagine um, 8 years ago if you want to do a panoramic shot <laughs> can you imagine you have to put your camera on the tripod yeah. take a shot yeah. and 30% of the shot should be in the shot then you bring it back to the computer put it in the computer and stitch it right yeah. when you're stitching the computer basically just ends right yeah. like you cannot do anything you just have to go out come back in yeah and um, after that you'll have to crop it properly put yeah. all the effects and all that but now with your phones like Don't six or seven years if old if you were if you're one of those people who shot a panorama like this you would know that even if you have locked all exposure and everything there will still be a difference difference when you when you stitch the Change, image right? because the sun might Correct. be in one place so you have to actually figure that bit out to actually yes. smooth the exposure out the number of people today who shot panoramas without ever knowing that that's a problem is amazing because in the next 8 years some of the things that we take for granted today that you need a machine to process images together to take long exposures to stack like the sony cameras yeah. uh, using uh, play memories mm. app you can actually take 64 to 128 frames and it will stitch it in camera and give you a stacked image yes. which used to be something that you need a powerful high end machine to do, do do all this so long story short technology is going to come in and take away some of these things that we think are the purview or the magic behind photography mm. they're going to make these accessible they're going to make them common place they're going to let anyone who can afford a OnePlus 6 to be able to do the same night sight magic that Google is doing today which used to take a whole lot of effort yeah. today or yesterday right then what happens to wedding photography companies uh in this i i think and it's my bias and uh, that's my uh, understanding of this is that we will all end up becoming service brands because the mm. key part of what we do is this relationship management in terms of building a relationship and maintaining it and making sure that we ease life for the bride and groom and the families on the on their biggest day unless technology is coming in and taking away all the pieces that we handle not just the fancy photography tips and tricks that are that uh, they are able to deal with right now uh, we will end up becoming service brands and if that's true then in the next 10 years all of us should be working on making sure that we serve better true all of us should be working on figuring out what the pain points are and how we can solve them how we can crash our delivery times how we can um, i mean if tech is going to be able to do this much in 8 mm. years time it will automatically call your data it will do all that stuff then what can you do what service can you provide yeah. that will help 
that client have a better experience on her wedding day yes that's the question i so i i'm i'm asking myself see uh, uh, 8 years ago or 10 years ago i was an it guy right like uh, now i am a photographer 8 years down the line i don't know what i am right mm. um so but i'm always amaramish i'm going to work on that amaramish part right um, i'm going to make it better make mm. him better make him a better leader better team member better you know service provider yep um so automatically things will you yep. know come into place that's how i see it yeah and so thank you so much for watching this please let us know through comments uh, how you liked it and what are the things that we can improve and what are the things you would like more information on uh, thank you so much for watching this again um it was a wonderful experience yep. thanks joshua thanks thanks so much.